Welcome to the Stop Hating Dating and Find Your Person podcast. I'm certified life coach, Stacey Perry. I went on 475 online dates to find my person so you don't have to. Each week, I'll teach you the skills and mindsets to confidently show up as yourself, interact in a way that's authentic to you and gets you the relationship that you want. If you're ready to make dating and find your person easier, more fun, and without all the unnecessary drama and BS, this podcast is for you. Welcome to episode 21, Stop Making Out with Self-Doubt. For a lot of my clients, they start off dating coaching, feeling like super excited and optimistic and empowered. And like they have that theme song in their heads. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. I want to let it show. And then they have a couple bad dates or encounter a couple flakes. And that record with their theme song makes that big scratch across the record. And then they get a case of the what ifs. What if I don't find them? What if they're not out there? What if it doesn't happen for me? What if I am too much or not enough? Somewhere we got messaging that it shouldn't be this hard to find them, that it should be easy to find them, that something has gone wrong because it's hard and it's taking too long. Somewhere in your brain, you have a number of dates or months or at a certain age that you should be like the maximum it should take to find your person. But your brain just made that number up. Like it should take four years to graduate college and it should take six months of dating to find your person. Managing our minds, working on our mindset, it all takes effort. The discomfort of the self-doubt that comes up for us is the price of finding our person. It's the price of growth. Our brain likes to conserve energy and does not want us to make a lot of effort. Our brain likes easy and dating isn't always easy. So our brain sends up lots of self-doubt, the what ifs to try to get us to quit. Anytime you're up-leveling your life, putting effort into creating something new for yourself, going after goals, and in our case, dating to find your person, doubt is a part of the ride. The path to your partner is going to be lined with self-doubt. Self-doubt doesn't make it mean that you're not confident and can't do it. Having what-if thoughts just means you're human putting effort into something that you want. The bigger and scarier the goal, the louder the self-doubt voice. And finding your person can be a big, scary goal for a lot of us. I think just everyone. One of the first steps in overcoming doubt for like a lot of my clients is like publicly announcing their goal to find their person, to tell their friends they are dating and looking for their person. This can be super scary for a lot of us. A lot of us don't set goals. We don't write them down. We don't date because we're scared of the self-doubt that comes up when we admit we want a relationship and are going after it. Because what if it doesn't work out and everyone knows we're trying and we want it and it will be even worse if everyone knows. Thinking is your brain's self-doubt thought trying to keep you small so you conserve energy. That's your brain throwing up what if you fail thoughts to try to get you to quit. Our brain only cares about the motivational triad. 
to seek pleasure, conserve energy, avoid pain. It is going to tell you anything it can to get you to stop dating. And one of its favorite ways to do this is to offer up tons of thoughts that cause us to doubt ourselves and our ability to find our person. So thoughts that create doubt is our brain's knee-jerk reaction to get us to stop using up extra energy to date. It wants us doing what we've always been doing and always done instead because that's more, in quotes, like energy efficient to it. Your future self, who is with your person, she has learned how to feel the doubt and push through it. She expects the doubt now when she goes after a new goal. She knows it will show up and she doesn't let it stop her. She is not free from fear and self-doubt. She feels confident about certain things and has self-doubt about other things. But she has mastered not letting self-doubt stop her from growing and evolving and becoming the next version of herself. She has grown her self-trust and confidence by moving through the doubt. She's learned to overcome the doubt. She prevailed through the self-doubt challenges of dating. She didn't let it make her like run the other way. She was willing to repeatedly take massive action towards dating and finding her person even though she felt a lot of self-doubt. When dates and budding connections didn't work out the way she wanted them to, she didn't make that self-doubt that came up come between her and your person. Self-doubt did what it always does. It invited her to quit every step of the way, but she didn't accept the invitation. She had thoughts that she couldn't do it. She had thoughts that it would never happen for her, but she got stronger and stronger at overcoming those self-doubt thoughts. It's one of the biggest gifts I got from dating, knowing I could survive being riddled with self-doubt and keep going, learning that I had some grit and commitment and determination to feel so much doubt and keep going. If you want a partner and aren't dating, it's because you're running the other way when that self-doubt comes up. You are letting the self-doubt win. You're waiting to go all in on dating until you are sure it will work, but it's just not the case. There's no 100% sure. And part of dating is trying before you have like 100% certainty that it will work for you. We have to be willing to put ourselves out there and do all the things to meet our person before we have the evidence that they exist and that dating isn't just like 100% flakers and ghosters and weirdos and catfishers and all the things. We've got to work it before we are certain it will work. We can't know 100% for certain because no one can predict the future. I'm not a psychic. We don't have a crystal ball. You have to be willing to do and try and put yourself out there before you have 100% certainty. And if I could plop you into the future and you get to be with your future partner, and get to experience what that felt like and what life would be like with them, you would buzz right through dating effortlessly because none of it would bother you because you'd know the flakers and the weirdos just weren't your dude. It would really feel like one step closer with each no or flake or rejection. It would be awesome. (laughs) I wish I could give that to you, but that's just not the case. You know, we have to do all the things without the taste of certainty. And I, I don't even know if I would give that to you because Working through self-doubt, you're going to get so much confidence 
you're going to you're going to get so much trust with yourself. So the process of this is making you stronger, even though it can be super annoying, frustrating and full of doubt sometimes. So know there will most likely be speed bumps along your path to finding your person. They may look like a disappointing date or like a text exchange, the fizzling of a connection you were really hopeful about. These speed bumps will most likely bring up feelings of doubt in you. The key is to not let them stop you, to be kind to yourself when they happen, to learn to stop beating yourself up in your head when you catch yourself thinking all the what ifs. What if I don't meet anyone? What if it doesn't happen for me? Instead of beating ourselves up and quitting, we're going to learn to be loving to ourselves, to be grateful we're putting ourselves out there and putting the time and effort to go after finding our person. Like we're learning to pick ourselves up instead of beat ourselves up and quit. We learn to not let the presence of doubt mean anything about us or our ability to find a person. When we put time and effort into something and are not getting the results we want, it can feel super frustrating and scary and bring up feelings of doubt. And if you are dating or not dating, but listening to this podcast, there is at least a teeny part of you that believes you can find your person. If you didn't, you wouldn't be listening. The trick is to work on growing and nurturing that belief and desire in you, even though you don't have any evidence and are feeling doubtful. Like give our love and attention to the belief that it might be possible even just a little more than we do on all of our thoughts that bring up all the doubt in us. Okay, so here are some tools and hacks and mindsets for managing your doubt. Number one, when you catch yourself believing all the thoughts your brain is telling you, ask yourself, am I making out with self-doubt right now? Do I want to make out with self-doubt or my person. I know it's cheesy, but for some of you, a little giggle thinking this way may be just enough to like shift your thinking. I want you sloppy kissing and rolling around with your future partner, not your self-doubt. Number two, doubt your doubt. Hey, if our brains are so good at doubting, let's use some of that doubt on the doubt. Self-doubt will always be convincing you that what it's saying is super true that it's just being realistic. Self-doubt is very sneaky this way. It's like the ultimate salesperson when it comes to convincing you that it's just speaking the truth. It's being realistic. It will try to convince you it's just trying to help and protect you. And actually, like self-doubt, those thoughts, that's what they are trying to do. They are trying to protect you. But in the process of trying to protect you, they are putting up thoughts that are obstacles to you getting what you really want, which is your person to share your life with. It's like that little kid trying to convince their mom that they need like one more cookie or that toy at Target. It can be very, very convincing and amazingly persistent, just like that little kid. So start practice doubting your doubt. Number three, be the watcher. Write down that whole list you have in your head of all the doubt thoughts, all the what ifs. Your brain is going to have you thinking thoughts that cause you to feel self-doubt. Write them all down. Some will be sneaky like, oh, my life is good, how it is. I don't want to have to put up with all this online dating crap. It's not worth it. Or there's no good guys out there. My city sucks for dating. And some may be more overt like, I'm just too much. No one wants to handle all that. It's me. I'm too fat. 
I'm too old. I'm too fucked up. I've never had a relationship. It's never going to happen for me. All these are just forms of self-doubt thoughts. Then after you've written them all down, and I really write them down because that helps you separate you from them and be the watcher of them rather than believing all the thoughts, then ask yourself, do I want to believe this is true? Remember, you're having like 60 to 90,000 thoughts a day. Half of them are uh, negative. Most of them are unconscious. A lot of them are just practice thoughts that you're just not even questioning and assuming are true. This exercise will get you aware of what thoughts are your brain's like favorite flavor for causing self-doubt. They are just thoughts and you have a choice on whether or not you believe them. And it may not feel that way, but you really do have a choice. And next week, I'm going to do a whole episode on believing new things that will help support this and help you really look at the thoughts you want to choose on purpose. But just know your brain is always going to give you like lots of evidence to prove you should be doubtful. It will point out things to you to prove your self-doubting thoughts. Like it will point out all the bozos on the apps. Uh, It will tell you there are only like duds on the apps. But you get to question it by simply asking, is this a thought I want to believe? Ask yourself, by believing this thought, does it move you closer or farther away from what you want a person to share your life with? Do ask yourself, do I want to commit to this thought or practice believing something new instead? Do I want to have this opinion about me and my ability to find my person? What do you want to choose to start practicing thinking about it instead? You're not going to believe it yet, but write down what you want your future self to believe. And again, next week, I'll do a whole podcast on believing new things. So just simply noticing the thought and telling yourself, this is a thought I want to stop believing, put some distance between you and the thought by recognizing it's an optional thought, like versus just the truth. Another thought for shifting and like being the watcher is I understand I keep thinking blank, but I'm also choosing to think blank too. So for example, like I understand I keep thinking that there's no good guys left out there, but I'm choosing to think there could be just one too. Or I understand I keep thinking I'll never find my person, but I'm also choosing to think it's possible too. And know that your doubtful thoughts are well-practiced. Number four, okay, this is another kind of cheesy one, but I guess I'm in a cheesy mood. What if self-confidence is fueled by every time we feel self-doubt and go forward anyways? Like imagine you're walking through a cloud of self-doubt and then you see these little like sparkles fly off you as you walk through the cloud, like a game. Like you're in this video game and you're in that fog and ickiness of self-doubt, but then you're getting those sounds like, or ding. I don't know what the sounds that they make when you're getting points on some video game. You're walking through the ick of self-doubt, the cloudy, murky self-doubt. And every time you do, you get like sparkle points from the game of life that fill up your confidence bucket. Even if you walk through that cloud and end up like slipping on self-doubt and then find yourself knocked down on the ground with like skin knees and a chipped tooth, you still get your sparkle points and you get up and dust yourself off and dab those scraped knees and 
you get extra cosmic sparkle confidence points each time. And that is what really is happening every time you get up to the metaphoric self-doubt cloud and go through it towards your dreams, you're gaining self-confidence. It may not always feel like that, but you really are. It doesn't always feel sparkly. Sometimes it just feels icky and cloudy and thick. But even if you can't see it, sparkle confidence points are adding up in your confidence bank. Or for my fellow girls who like like a gold star, I guess sparkle points are gold stars, but maybe your future self gives you some sparkly gold stars and that of girls and high fives every time you walk through that cloud of self-doubt for her. Every time you feel that scary discomfort of self-doubt, but take steps towards your goals anyways, your future self is high-fiving you and just adding up your gold stars. Going through self-doubt is the choice to grow and evolve and create the relationship of your dreams. It takes effort and it's not always easy. Okay, number five, add some humor and give yourself doubt voice a name. Like name the voices, give it funny names. My niece calls hers Defcon Dandy. And oh, Defcon Dandy gets all kind of loud when Maddie is anxious or scared or full of doubt. Maddie just went to Montana State for her junior year and Defcon Dandy was telling her she wasn't going to like make any friends, which luckily she did this past weekend on a fly fishing trip with a new group she joined. But Defcon Dandy was definitely uh, had a lot of things to say the last couple of weeks. Or maybe something like you could name it like Dowdy Debbie. Oh, there's Dowdy Debbie again trying to convince me I'll never meet anyone and die alone with 600 cats down by the river, penniless. Or maybe that voice in your head is like a parent or a sibling or a past bully. Maybe someone in your life is that voice. And so you can talk back to that voice and name that voice. So naming it again puts space between you and the voice. It reminds you that you are not the voice and you don't have to believe everything it says. Number six, treat the self-doubt like you would treat like the kid version of you having that thought. Console her. You know she's scared and full of uh, self-doubt. Parent her the way you wished you would have been parented in a similar situation. One of my besties, Erica, was a super sensitive kid growing up and wished her parents would have been more sensitive to her sensitiveness. And she now has a super duper sensitive son. And last weekend when we were all together for Labor Day, she was talking about how she is getting to parent him the way she wished she had been parented. Because she understands, she knows how much she wanted the extra care at that age. And what if you could just be as loving and kind to those self-doubt thoughts like you would be to the kid version of you? Would you want the kid version of you to believe those thoughts? No. But you can lovingly talk to her and tell her you know it's scary, but you know, remind her how loving and lovable and capable she is. You also like wouldn't want her to give up on her dreams and let those doubtful thoughts like stop her. So think of it as like parenting the, a younger kid version of yourself and give that like love and care. Number seven, choose commitment and determination. So when I ask people how they want to feel about dating and finding their person, they usually tell me excited. 
And believe me, I love it when my clients feel excited and they definitely get waves of excitement during the dating process. But it's not always exciting. Sometimes it's boring, frustrating, feels like a chore. Sometimes it feels really disappointing, like when a connection didn't work out. And in those times, I think it serves us to feel committed and determined. When you bump against some self-doubt and the situation feels like an insurmountable obstacle, ask yourself, what would I do if I was totally committed and determined to find my person and then do that thing? Number eight, look at it as a practice of overcoming self-doubt. We know self-doubt is going to be a part of any goal in our life forever. And the bigger the life, the bigger the self-doubt. The skill of overcoming it while dating is what you are practicing on a daily basis and you are upping your skills, whether it feels like it or not. You really are. Each time you do, know you're upping your confidence that you can overcome self-doubt. Give yourself credit and celebrate every time you don't accept self-doubt's invitation to quit. That is a win for you. It's a gain and it's a step towards your person. So try some of these tools and let me know what work, what ones work for you. I'd love to hear from you. Remember, self-doubt is your primal brain's effort to try to protect you by conserving your energy and avoiding pain. Nothing has gone wrong. Your primal brain is doing exactly what it is designed to do. You are evolving and stretching yourself and what's possible for your life. You are taking action and putting effort into creating the life and relationship you want. And self-doubt is coming along for the ride. That's it for this week. Come back next week for How to Believe New Things. And please know I have self-doubt every single week when I do this podcast. So help a sister out and give me some loves in Apple Podcasts with a rating and review. Mwah. Love you. Go get them. And don't let the self-doubt stop you. Stop making out with self-doubt. Thank you so much for listening. If you're ready to stop hating dating and find your person, let's chat. You can pop right on my calendar for a free coaching call to see if private one-on-one coaching feels like a fit for you. It's like our first date to see if we're a match. You can get access to my calendar on my website at stacyperrycoaching.com. There's also a link in my Instagram bio or use the link in the show notes. Just do it and get yourself booked for a free coaching consult call. And let's go find a person.